That was beautiful. Thank you, Micah. I guess we just started saying Merry Christmas, and we do. Whenever Christmas falls on a Sunday, it trips me out because uh, we start saying Merry Christmas now, and then we keep saying Merry Christmas, even if you come back tomorrow. So Merry Christmas. Really glad you were able to join us this afternoon. Uh, if the, i got a couple announcements. One of them is if all of your dinner plans fall through, there's going to be food here at 5. Uh, so come on back. And then we have a worship service tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll be, uh, actually, we were arguing on whether we should do a sunrise service, you know, like everybody does sunrise Easter services, but nobody was like, no, no. I was the only one that wanted that one. Okay. I think that's it. I think... Um, I'm going to switch it, because we'll have the Griffiths family light this candle, and then I'll call us to worship. Actually, nah, I won't. You can just, usually I have you stand, and we do the call to worship, we start singing. How about you just put your arms out like this, and I'll, I'll use this verse that's in our orders of worship as our call to worship. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Would you please join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit, we thank you that you, Heavenly Father, have sent your Son, our King, our Lord Jesus the Christ. Thank you for sending him, and thank you for your rescue plan. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said. Amen. And so then I'm going to invite my family, and then, no, we're not. Isn't the, isn't the, look at that, carols of Christmas. <laughs> is it possible to have dyslexia and then upside down? <sighs> it is possible, and I think I still might have that. Okay, let's worship the Lord, our, our Jesus, who came to this earth 2,000 years ago. And we're going to be using hymnals. This is time to dust those things off, and we're going to be opening up to 179. And we'll be singing the first, second, fourth, and sixth verse. And this is the first Noel.
good evening again. We are the Griffiths. Um, this is Jason and Elsie. She's 13. And I'm Malia. And this is Ezekiel. And he is 17. And it is a tradition at this church for the church pastor's family to light the Christ candle. And this year, we switched up the, our tradition a little bit, and we asked each person, so every week in Advent, a family shared, and they gave a little bit of a testimony about how this particular candle, or the meaning behind it, impact our, impacts their life. And so this evening, it's the Christ candle, and um, I'm going to share a little bit about how Christ has impacted my life. I grew up in a church family. My dad is actually a pastor, and he still is. In, he's in Florida now. Um, and when I was in high school, I started to question, this is kind of a weird story. There's this woman, and she is pregnant, and she hasn't been with her husband, and there's this baby. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I grew up in the church, and I like the church, and the church is filled with nice people, but is this really true, and do I really believe this? And so I started to ask those questions and went to youth group, and I, I realized that a lot of people, well, everyone is different. I ended up becoming a teacher, and so I've learned a lot about how each person is different and how we're wired differently. Some people can pick up a book, and reading a book, it, it, it makes perfect sense to them, and it um, can stir within their soul and encourage them. And for me, that's not the case. And so I've learned throughout my life that I'm more of an emotional, practical, live-it-out type of person. And so in high school, I started to really talk to God, like not out loud, but in my head. Are you real? Is this? I'd go to church, and I'd be like, that's a really weird story. Is this like actually true? And um, as I kept asking and talking to God, weird things were happening. Like I was struggling with something and all of a sudden I'd have this feeling that was like, no, I should do this instead. And then when I was making a decision where to go to college, it was like, no, I I feel like I'm being led here. And then throughout the rest of my life, um, it's been neat to see that Christ continues to show me that this really is true. That this faith that we talk about, that this, this God who came to earth, that he loves us so much that he, that God sent his son in human form to change everything. And it's so weird to me. A few years ago, we had the chance to go to the Holy Land and still I'm like, okay, you know, everyone who has been to the Holy Land says, it changes your life. And I, okay, I ended up going to seminary. I've, I've taken so many classes on, the Bible and on church history. And I'm like, is it really going to be that amazing to be in this place where Jesus walked? And it really was. The feeling and the truth behind this story and the, the gospel that we hear in church, it's actually true. And it has changed my life. Um, God has helped me through good and bad and everything in between, and continues to walk me through and lead me. So um, let's pray. God, thank you for sending your son. Thank you, Christ, for being in this place. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling us, for answering our questions. 
and for being bigger than even our biggest doubts. We ask that you would continue to be with each of us and each of our families this Christmas weekend. We ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I brought my sister to church with me today. Um, So if you hear her calling for me, just we'll go with it. We'll go with it. But um, I'm so happy to have her here, and I'm so happy to be here. For a child will be born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. This mighty God, this Prince of Peace, yearns to have an intimate relationship with each one of us. Let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. You'll find the confession in the bulletin. Let us confess. God of grace and truth, in Jesus Christ you come together among us as light shining in the darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light or trusted good news to be good. Forgive our... Expecting little and hoping for less. Forgive our doubt and renew our hope so that we may receive the fullness of your grace and live in the truth of Christ the Lord. Amen. Our God is slow to anger, and he is full of compassion. He loves each one of us, and he forgives all of us who humbly repent and trust in his Son as our Lord and Savior. Therefore, in the name of Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Amen. Please stand.
If you haven't been here in the last couple of weeks, we've been looking forward to this day for several weeks. It's Advent. We've been, we worked through um, hope. Remember Elizabeth, the real deal? Um, Jesus gave her hope. She shared a dream with Mary, the mother of Jesus. That dream was a rescuer. A redeemer. We looked at Joseph. And Jesus gave peace. We're going to look at Joseph again. We looked at him in Luke. And this time we're going to look at him in Matthew. And then joy. With Elizabeth we learned. That those getting older in years are the real deal. With the shepherds we learned that the young kids. Got some spark, got some fire. And then Mary. We learned that she was an ultimate example of love in the obedience, you know, in the obedience of bringing the Christ child into the world. We're looking at Matthew. We've been looking at the Gospel of Luke. We've turned into Matthew. Just for a background, Luke, most scholars think the, he got his information from Mary, the mother of Jesus. Matthew was one of the 12. And ever heard of that strength finders thing? Yes. Taking that strength finders thing, I'm off the chart input. If anybody isn't aware of it, you know, like Myers-Briggs, they have those personality tests. There's this guy, he first, he came out with this book, Good to Great, um, and he, the premise behind the book is a lot of times we've been taught we're bad at this and we're good at this. We should work at what we're bad at just to make sure that we can be a renaissance person. This guy, Jim Collins, writes good to great. And he says, you should probably forget about that. What you're good at, you should become great at. And what you're bad at, hire somebody, <laughs> you know, or work with somebody. And. From this book, they have this test that you come out with, it's, and it's a, it's a book, and it's like an online resource, and I took this test, and they probe, and they ask you all these questions about yourself, and then I'm off the chart input. I, I love, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably why I'm a pastor. I love interesting people, and I find everybody interesting, Right? I, I, I love collecting things. I've got a comic book collection. I got a baseball card collection. I like tapes. I like records. I got reel to reels. I got, I like music. I like books. I like input. I love to hear your story. I don't know if you've met me, but that's kind of why I'm in this. I love Sharon's got. The, she was, she was born in the same place that I ministered right before coming here in Muskegon, Michigan. You don't know, that's crazy, right? Those stories intertwining, only God is behind that kind of stuff. This is a long way to get to Matthew, but we'll cruise through Matthew. Let's hit the gas pedal. Somebody raising your hand, Susan? Oh, I'm just throwing stuff. <laughs> that's kind of fun. That's my sermon. So you save the day, guys. Susan White, she, you can, you're dismissed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Matthew's off the chart story collector. He's a tax collector. They, they, Myers-Briggs, or not the Myers-Briggs, the strength finders, he has a list of all the people and the Christian guy. Matthew's at the top of the input. 
Matthew's the most like me of the gospel writers. And so picture who, the storyteller. He's gathering all these stories and he's gathering all these truths and making sure that they're in here. And this is the story of the birth of Jesus in the gospel according to Matthew. And it's in, I'm going to read from Matthew 1, 18 through 25. And there's, there's, I think there are different translations in your hymnal. I think I've already told you this a billion times, but Carl Bart, he's a famous theologian, he says, Bible's the only book not meant to be read, but rather to be heard, to be listened to. His commentary is gigantuan, and his favorite musician was Bach, and he compares the gospel with a musical, with a musical, with the crescendos and with the ups and the downs, and you got the repeating of the do 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 do. That's why you know in all the Bart's theology, Jesus is King, Jesus is King, Jesus is King, and then every once in a while, boom, something else happens. Anyway, I'm going everywhere. We got to stick back to the sermon. Go now. The birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way when his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken to the Lord by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relationships, relations with her until she had born a son. And he named him Jesus. Pray with me. Oh, actually, this is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, preach through me. May my words fall to the ground and be quickly forgotten. May your words that come through me penetrate the hardest of hearts and change us forever. And all God's people said. First, we meet. We meet Joseph. We know a couple things about. We, meet, we find out a couple things about Joseph. He's reluctant. He finds out that his wife's pregnant and he hasn't had anything to do with that. And he's like, I'm a righteous man. I don't want to drag her through the mud, but I'm going to take off. This is not my scene. This is not, this is not my story. This is not my game. It's interesting because if you, there's four main characters in the birth story, Right? You got John the Baptist, and that's the parents, Zechariah 
and Elizabeth. And then you got Joseph and Mary, parents of Jesus, right? You got John the Baptist first, and then you got Jesus next. John the Baptist. Remember the dad. What's his, what's his deal? He says, I don't believe it. My wife's too old. What does the angel say? You shut your mouth. Literally. You're not going to talk until this kid's born, and you're going to name him John. <laughs> and then he's like, okay. So he's got doubts. Elizabeth, amazing. We've already learned that. We got Mary, amazing. Amazing little teen lady questioning and saying, this is in Luke last week. You know, is this for real? Gabriel says, yes, this is for real. He, she says, okay, let's do this, right? Both stories, the guy is kind of lame, right? <laughs> just convicting both of us. I don't know. Just every, I, I, there's not really a point to that. There's no application. Men just continue to be lame. No, that's not an application. But it's just interesting. In both gospel stories, or in all the main characters, just pause and praise God for the women in your life, Right? I think that's an application in there. But then there's also, you'll come to what Joseph, we got, we got some applications for Joseph. He's reluctant, but he's righteous. And so then an angel visits him in a dream. What's the angel start with? Angel starts with, don't be afraid. Joseph. This angel knows him by name. This angel knows his story. Knows exactly what he's feeling. Knows his plans to ditch and go away from this scandal, right? What is he? What else? Son of Jacob? David. Son of David. Right before this text, there's the lineage of Jesus. And I think there is an application in this. I was listening to a radio, uh, one of those radio shows, talk radio. And the person in doing the interviewing said, my mom would always say, you're my ambassador. And I still don't know what that means. And he kind of made it into a joke. This radio guy goes, you know, what am I an ambassador of? You know, like, am I supposed to go into other countries saying, hey, I love my mom? <laughs> you know, he makes a joke out of it. I think that's symptomatic of a, of a problem that we have in society right now. We don't know where we're from. We don't know the name that we carry. We don't know. We don't... We, 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 we're having trouble making that connection with the mistakes that I make affect my family, affect my family, my, my, my family of origin. Do you remember, anybody see that movie Quiz Show? It's really relevant. It's about 20 years old. <laughs> I'll, I'll use another one some other time. But the main, the, that movie is about the, the invention of quiz shows on television. And from the get-go... They would give people the answers. Always, it was the entertainment. It was always money driving everything. But this, 
that one of the first winners of it is the son. He's a, actually a college, university professor, the son of a huge university professor, I think of an Ivy League school. And they, they dupe this guy into giving him the answers, and then he, he confesses, and then they just demolish his name. And he's with his dad, and he's all, I don't know what the big deal is. And the dad says and looks at him, it's because your name is my name. That's us. Like, uh, your name, if you follow Jesus, is son of, is son of, son of God, adopted by, by God through Christ. We make mistakes. It reflects badly on pops. Keep cruising. And then he says, don't be afraid. Why not be afraid? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's involved, Joseph. And that comes straight to you and I. Cruising through life, we've got fear. List some things that, not out loud, (laughs) but just list in your head some things that you're anxious about. Thinks that you don't know how it's going to work out. Hear God through this text, through this angel telling Joseph and also telling you, you have no reason to fear. My hand is upon you. My spirit is within you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is indwelling you, coursing through your veins. P.S., that's another sermon. That's what unites us together. You can look at each other and wink and say, hey, you got the Holy Spirit in you. Ready? Go. Never mind. Nobody winked. (laughs) That's all right. I give you a B minus. Then the last thing, and I think this is the key part. Angel says, she will give birth to to a son. And you are, give, are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. You are to name him Rescuer. You can name him Yeshua Mashiach. Joshua the Messiah. Yesu, Jesus, the Greek form of Joshua. The rescuer. You ever see West Wing? Nobody? Okay. I made up the story then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, in West Wing, there's this, there's this moment where um, President Bartlett is telling the story. And he says, there's this guy in a hole, Right? He's hanging out in this hole, and there's people walking past over the hole. And the first person walks past. He says, hey, can you throw down a ladder? Can you throw down a ladder? They say, no, I've got no time. Got to go eat or something. Says it again. Next person. Hey, can you throw down a rope? Just help me out of this pit. No, got no time. Wait for a meeting. Third person. Hey, come on. Can you help me? person jumps down into the hole with him. <laughs> the dude backs up and goes, what's going on? Why are you down here? 
The guy who jumped in said, I was here when my dad made this hole. Follow me, I'll show you the way out. The rescuer. I would always tell that story. And then I was telling that I used to be a pastor at a recovery ministry called Northeast of the Well. And I'm at this recovery group, and the guy named Miggs Whiskey, that's where he legally changed his name, tattoos all over his face, circled up, raging believer, raging follower of Jesus. I tell this story, and right when the guy jumps in, and I tell the ending of it, he goes, holy, and drops the (laughs) F-bomb, because it's recovery, you know what I mean? And he says, and that's our job is to jump in other people's hole and lead them out. And that completes the story. That's the mission of Jesus the Christ. Like I said last week, Christmas is really about that. It's really about the cross. It's really about God sending his one and only son, not proving that he can be huge, but instead proving that he can be so small and so intimate and meet you and meet me one-on-one and rescue us each individually from our own messes. And then the story ends with Joseph. What's Joseph do? Simple obedience. I feel like I'm, one of the, I'm like Joseph. I'm not going to be a big-time pastor. I'm not going to be on the big screen. I'm not going to change millions of souls, and I'm not going to be the Billy Graham and all that kind of jazz. I'm going to be, if I'm in the history books, I'm going to be like maybe a pause. And there was some guy in Costa Mesa that was okay, and then I'll keep cruising, right? Joseph, the dude that raised Jesus from zero to 30, never hear from him again. All we know is he was righteous, he doubted, he was met by an angel and said, don't you dare be afraid, you got the Holy Spirit, I got to, I'm walking straight through this. And he obeys. Pray with me again. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, help us to simply obey. Cast out our fears with the truth that you dwell within us. You have rescued us from our own stuff, our own pits. Lead us into other people's lives that we may be agents of rescue, used by you. And all God's people said. Would you stand with me and let's sing um, hymn 187 in these blue books. And it's Away in a Manger.
we come before our Lord confident in the knowledge of his goodness. For he has sent a Savior to us, Emmanuel, God with us. We ask these things with hope, knowing that our Redeemer is here. For to us is born a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we now pray. Join me. Good and loving God, we give you thanks as we remember the holiest of nights when you gave us your Son, the Lord of the universe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Savior of all, lying in a lowly manger. On this holy night, draw us into the mystery of your love. As the Christmas bells ring out once more across the land, announcing good tidings of great joy, let our hearts respond with excitement and love that the light has shone in the darkness and Christ the Lord has come. Anoint our children with a sense of wonder and reverence that will never leave them and enable those of us who are older to rediscover a feeling for mystery during this special season. Draw us once more on that ancient pilgrimage to Bethlehem and permit us to stand in awe before the sight that made the angels sing and kings produce their treasures. Join our voices with the heavenly host that we too may sing your glory on high. Give us a place among the shepherds that we may seek and find the one for whom we have waited, Jesus Christ, the Messiah and Lord, and that we humbly come to adore him. Renew our spirits and hearts to welcome this good news, to welcome you into our lives. Empower us by your spirit, O God, to be Christ's presence in the world, even as Jesus was Emmanuel. God with us. To those who still seek a sign of your love, may we become that sign as we do justly and love mercy. Let our Christmas worship extend far beyond the hymns and prayers and words spoken here today. We pray for your church waiting in hopeful expectation, gathered in worship, sent out in service to your people. We repeat the message of the angels, peace on earth, goodwill to all. But Lord, there is so little peace on earth. Instead, we hear daily of war and violence. We offer up prayers for the Ukraine. We carefully watch North Korea with their nuclear tests. We see hungry people, homeless and troubled families. We pray that the promise of your birth, that peace shall come on earth, may soon be fulfilled. We pray for the world into which you came and which you still love. We pray that you bring true joy to the world. O oh God, you came that we might have life and have it abundantly. 
You are with us in times of suffering and hardship and in times of joy and plenty. Hear the prayers we make from our varied places in life. Give peace and strength to those who are lonely or distressed or angry. Grant rest and renewal to those who are tired and weary. Touch with healing all bodies that are sick, minds that are disturbed, hearts that ache. Make the weak strong and the sick well. Make whole relationships that have been broken and give new relationships where life is empty. Console all who are grieving and missing family or friends who are not with them this year. Comfort, comfort your people, we pray, and fill each heart with your love. God, keep us alert for the signs of the gentle touch of your hand upon the world whether it be a star in the sky or a voice in the night. Help us to have the courage to follow where you lead and to rely on your guiding presence along the way. Be with us and use us to give honor to your Son as we witness to his love. For it is in his name that we pray. Amen. And now, if you would stand, and we will sing Silent Night.
so much for joining us. This is wonderful. I'll send you out with a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Merry Christmas. Amen.